0: What's up, everybody? Just want to let you know that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Jungle Television. Jungle Television is creating gourmet art and streetwear drawn and screen printed by hand here in Portland, Oregon. And uh, this dude, Alex, is making some of my favorite art. And uh, I have a bunch of Jungle Television T-shirts. They are heavy in my rotation and just always blown away by the things that he is making the mushroom hunter jackets are some of my favorites those are really dope but yeah if you need jackets shirts hats just prints very cool prints um, hit this dude up the jungle television link will be in the episode notes along with the instagram tag and if you use the code dcp at checkout you'll get 20% off of your next order so take advantage of that check out the uh the jungle television instagram cruise alex's designs um they're very very dope and next level appreciate his support and sponsorship of this thing let's start the episode what is happening everybody welcome back to another episode of the dan cable presents podcast thank you for tuning in to the program once again if this is your first time listening thanks for checking out the show You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support the podcast in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that will help propel the podcast into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels helping strangers find the podcast and uh, just giving more exposure for the folks that come on here to share their tunes and their stories and whatnot. And uh, just a great way to contribute to the sustainability of this thing. And uh, I appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do so. Appreciate you just tuning into this thing, checking it out. If, uh, If you're a new listener and you're a fan of Bristol to memory, and that's why you're tuning in, happy to have you here, and uh, hope that you will go back and check out some previous episodes if you, uh, if you dig what you hear today. Uh, last week's episode was a killer one, really awesome hang, with uh, Nashville singer-songwriter by the name of Hank Compton, and uh, Hank's tunes have been in my head and, uh, playing on repeat lately. So definitely go back, check out the Hank Compton episode. And the one before that, one of my favorite episodes of the year. And, uh, one of my favorite singer songwriters, Isabeau, why Walker, that's a, that's a really killer conversation. And, uh, we really dove deep into some things, which was, which was really great. So, uh, definitely check out Isabeau's new record, better metric that is out everywhere. And, uh, been spinning those tunes quite a bit as well, but, uh, stoked to welcome Bristol to memory to the podcast this week. And, uh, we will get into that chat momentarily. Don't forget to also check out the, uh, how can I say, don't forget. I didn't even tell you yet, but, uh, check out the uh the dan cable presents youtube channel which features a bunch of in-studio performances live show performances things of that nature uh been doing this thing a little over four years now and uh the first two years of it was a lot of in-studio performances and and the uh the interviews in the studio and and bands and songwriters and and artists rappers jazz bands Whomever coming through and playing some tunes in the studio, and we have uh, this incredible archive of videos because of it, and uh, new videos to come as well. Hopefully, once uh, things get back in action for live music, um, I can put together a a filming and uh, produce some more videos. So, looking forward to uh, to getting those going again. But you can uh, you can definitely find a lot there. And if you want to subscribe there as well, then you will know when uh, when new videos hit the feed. So that is there, and DanCablePresents.com is the central location to find everything at DanCablePresents on Instagram. That is where I'm most active on the social media, is trying to uh, share what's going on here with the show and uh, sharing music that I'm listening to and whatnot. Also, uh, I dig records comes out in this feed. It has been for the last month or so. There's a couple volumes of it available and that's where uh, my cousin, Rob Bobby Grooves, Granfeld and I, we uh, we each pick a record and uh, we do a deep dive on those and have a discussion and uh, play the music in the background and feature some tracks from that. So there's a couple volumes of that available. The most recent one featured uh, some conversation around Raylan Baxter and his, uh, good morning record, which is a tribute to Mac Miller. And then the, uh, the other record that we did, we actually did a couple records cause they were so short. Uh, we did knowledge, uh, has been making these meek mill tapes and we did volume one and volume five of the meek mill tapes from the, uh, amazing producer knowledge. So check those out. Hopefully another one will be coming at you, uh, very soon next week really stoked for, uh, for the records that we're getting into one of my personal favorites. And, uh, that is there. And Bible buds is there. The ridiculous theology podcast that I've been doing with uh, my buddy, Andrew Harrison. And, uh, we've just been getting super ripped, super baked and, uh, and doing, uh, doing kind of like a Bible study, I guess. Um, neither of us really identify as christian or you know with christianity or any religion at all but uh we're definitely both curious about it and uh grew up around it so it's been cool we've been having people on as well to share their uh their stories of growing up religious and kind of where they're at with it now and and that's been a lot of fun so bible buds is there as well and i'll put the link to that uh shout out to vortex music magazine based out of here in portland oregon definitely subscribe to that. You can have it delivered to your door for just uh, a few dollars. And, uh, that comes out four times a month in a physical publication, but they're updating the, uh, the website content vortex music magazine, uh, website is, is being updated on the daily with song premieres from, from Portland artists. And, uh, as well as video premieres and and things of that nature just some really cool content there and every once in a while i get to to write a piece and and contribute there but uh not only that vortex has just been a uh a killer supporter of this podcast and uh has given me just another platform to share what i'm doing on a weekly basis with this thing so shout out to vortex music magazine um this is a real fucked up time obviously for artists as far as trying to make their money and um as well as the uh the media companies and and whatnot that kind of support them especially the independent ones and and I know vortex is is hanging tough right now but Chris Young who is the editor-in-chief the the founder of that thing has really worked his ass off to uh make that a sustainable thing for the last six years and um it's uh you know it's it's what feeds him and whatnot and uh there's a few other people on the staff as well and uh this is uh, a heavy time for them so if you can support and become a subscriber then uh that's a big deal right now and uh I will put the links in the episode notes for that as well And that's all the ramblings I have for you. I hope you're uh, staying safe, being well out there. We're going to jump in to this episode now. Bristol to memory, Orange County, California, pop punk alternative bands. Um, I stumbled upon their tunes, cruising the internet, and uh, really dug some of these songs that are on their most recent record, which is called Wake Up, and uh, that's out on Wiretap Records hoping to have a few of the wiretap bands on in the near future. I've been, uh, talking to decent criminal recently as well as tiny stills. So I think those episodes are, those are in the works as well. Just, uh, trying to schedule chats with them, but, uh, wiretaps putting out some cool music right now. And, um, it was really cool getting to connect with the band from uh, Southern California because those are uh, those are my old stomping grounds and where I spent pretty much the first twenty seven years of my life before moving up to Portland, Oregon, back in twenty thirteen, and uh, so it was fun to get to talk to them about some of the smaller venues, you know, early in the conversation, geeking out about Chain Reaction, um, which is this. Uh, this super well-known all-ages venue in in Anaheim, and and a place that that my band got to play a few times when when I had a band back in Southern California, and uh, the Showcase Theater, which is uh, this kind of this legendary place to me, uh, which was in Corona, California. I know Corona is like such a weird thing to say now because it's attached to this virus, but I grew up in this town called Corona, California is about 20, 30 minutes from Anaheim, the Orange County area and about an hour from LA and an hour from San Diego inland and, uh, Riverside County. And it was, you know, it's your typical Southern California suburb. There's a Best Buy, there's an Applebee's, there's a movie theater. It's, it's the, uh, the concrete jungles, that, uh, that are all throughout Southern California and are just like very similar to one another for the most part. But amidst that, amidst all that, you know, basic suburban shit, there was this place called the Showcase Theater and uh, just this really amazing music venue. And I, I got to go there very early on. I went there the first time as an eight year old, a friend of mine, his band was playing in a battle of the bands. And, uh, that experience I think kind of blew my mind. And, uh, as I got older and into high school, my friend Sean and I got really into the punk rock scene and we would go to shows there nearly every weekend, maybe junior and senior year. And then, uh, my band played a, a couple battle of the bands there. So, a very legendary place to me, and a place that's so uh, so special to me. And so many um, like crazy good bands played there, um, especially early in their career, um, on the punk scene. And then the hardcore scene was that was like a mecca for it. Any huge hardcore band that you knew of played that venue, and and most of the punk rock bands as well. It saw so many amazing shows there. And there's a recent documentary that uh, came out, but they only did a theatrical release for it in the uh, the Corona, California, Riverside area. So I'm really hoping that there is some sort of digital release for that because I'd I'd love to see that, and uh, I'd love to get the director, producer, uh, people that were involved on this podcast for sure. To get to talk to them about that so hopefully that is in the works as well so uh just wanted to just give you a little context for for some of the places that get brought up in the beginning of this conversation but uh it was really great getting to chat with daniel rory and keelan from bristol to memory that was it's uh it was fun to have a band hang it's been a long time since uh getting to talk with a band since this whole quarantine thing went down and uh i think it worked out all right you know there we had like a, a little bit of a a delay at times with the phone and you might hear that in the uh in the recording you actually maybe hear an echo of the phone happens uh, maybe a couple times not not too often at all but uh the nice thing about uh the band being willing to also record their end of the conversation with their own microphone and uh, give us some some cleaner audio, some more enjoyable listening experience on this thing is that that those delays can kind of be made up for. So, uh, studio magic still happening in the quarantine in in remote locations. So pretty. Pretty fucking cool. Super stoked to uh, have these these dudes on, and I, I appreciate them then taking the time to uh, to chat it up with me and and share some of the the history and and stories about this band and, and the making of their most recent record, which is available on all the streaming services. It's called Wake Up, and I uh, will put all the links in the episode notes for Bristol to Memory as well as Wiretap Records. And all the other shit that I have mentioned in this intro, and uh, we're gonna get into it, man. We got episode 214, Bristol Memory from Orange County, California, is on the podcast, and we're gonna kick it off with the uh, the first track off that Wake Up record. And this is one of my favorite jams on the record. One uh, the one that kind of drew me in initially. This is the uh, I think the first song. That I heard from this band, and uh, this is called Wrapped Up, Mountaineer Mike. Hey now. Where you at, buddy? What is
1: shaking, D.C.? Let's do the
0: damn thing. You got it,
1: kid.
2: Got me wrapped up. You've got me wrapped up. You've got me wrapped up in my
3: So I stay, stay, stay up all night just thinking of you I get a little bit lost and confused but I try To get it right before the sunrise Cause every once in a while I get a little stuck in my head The only way for me to settle down is go back to bed So I slowly close my eyes You got me wrapped up in my head You got it You said You got me wrapped up in my head so, so, I sing, sing, sing these love songs Just dreaming
2: of you A stack of wrappers Dig my heart in the groove Till I find The perfect song to makes me feel right But everyone to i the needle scoops I'll turn to a friend They tell me everything eventually Works out
3: in the end Fucking wake up, and I'll You got me wrapped up in Got me right
0: Cool. we can uh, we can jump into this thing and then if you guys are ready yeah right on well I appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, to jump on the line with me I just kind of stumbled upon Bristol to memory uh, just cruising the internet and uh, I don't know I don't know if something ended up in a playlist or if I was just maybe looking at the wiretap records roster or something along those lines.
4: Yeah, absolutely, man. We signed with Wiretap last year and released Wake Up, our, our first full length with them, um, just this previous year, 2019. So.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, I st- uh, was definitely into the tunes right away um, when I checked out that Wake Up record. And um, yeah, you guys are from Orange County?
4: Yeah, we're down here, Orange County, California. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we're we kind of spread out. We're, we live in Santa Ana. Alex lives in Anaheim. And Daniel lives out in Claremont. But um, we're pretty much kind of centered here in Orange County.
0: Yeah. I grew up in Corona. So, yeah, I'm super familiar with that area. And um, I feel like listening to anything from that area just uh, very much gives me the feels of uh, of home i guess in some way or at least the the place that i grew up and uh, it seems like a lot of those areas it's it's just strange how environment really seems to influence sound and what comes out of those places and uh, it seems like you guys are definitely at one time maybe we were infected by the the emo pop punk stuff maybe oh, of
4: course <laughs> of course deep, deep in our souls that's for sure
0: yeah, talk to me about growing up in Orange County or that area and, and how that informs uh, the sound for your band.
4: Yeah, totally, man. I mean, it's, it's really cool that you hear that. And, um, you know, because we've, we've always had such great opportunity to catch awesome shows like backyard shows where, you know, bands like Sublime would be playing or Thrice would be playing or, or you know, all the other bands around, Social Distortion. Mike Ness, we lived four blocks away from him growing up. And yeah, so like having those inspirations around us all the time um, absolutely kind of turned us into the musicians that we are and the music that we play today, you know, and and the music that we appreciate. So it was just really cool having those experiences to to tie in, you know, to our own music and and just kind of catching the scene growing up and you know, I mean, I remember some of my first like first punk rock show was face to face and thrice. And, you know, those those moments changed their lives for sure.
0: I like Chain Reaction or what?
4: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. We saw Identity Crisis like release show at Chain Reaction.
0: Yeah, dude, I have so I have so many friends that are in that Deadbolt video and it's 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 very funny.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chain Reaction, fantastic venue still around um, and a lot of other great small venues. That we've played, and I think it's to hang out at.
1: Chain Reaction just started selling beer.
4: Yeah.
0: Oh what? Yep. Yep. Game changer. Uh, I remember my band played there at one point, um, and we played with the uh, the band that that started on that Laguna Beach show. That's awesome. <laughs> Which yeah, it was like, it was really bizarre, and there was like all those kids, like some of those kids were there at the show and stuff, and it was it was really wild. Did any of you guys ever go to the Showcase Theater in Corona for shows? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Oh,
4: yeah.
5: I grew up at the Showcase, man. I saw and Pickle and Face to Face, Mustard Plug, uh, some quality death metal bands, too. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I'm going I'm to forget now, but there was a huge like hardcore scene at Showcase for sure. Uh, 18 visions and Zao and all
0: that shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I was definitely always at the showcase in high school for I don't know. It was like the the thing to do every weekend, and it very much like I don't know that that hardcore scene definitely took took over at a certain point. It seemed like it was a uh, a lot more punk for a long time, and and uh, it slowly uh, seemed to develop into like the the hardcore mecca.
5: Yeah, I feel like the first shows I played with my high school band were probably at Showcase, if it wasn't a backyard show, you know? It was the only place to play.
0: That's super rad, yeah. I, I haven't really gotten to talk to too many people that are, are familiar with that place at all. And, uh, yeah, I'm just always, like, telling people about it. And I know there's a, a documentary that that came out recently about it, but it, it hasn't really been widely released yet. So what... what uh. Drew, you guys into playing music together originally? Because I know for some of you, you've been doing this for a long time together.
4: Yeah. I mean, Alex, Keelan, and I... Keelan's my brother. So we just started writing songs probably when we were 13, 14. And um, in high school, we started kind of playing music and, and getting out and doing some small shows. And, and Alex, our drummer, he was in another band, Last Base Trophy... Um, in high school, and we'd all kind of hang out and just kind of enjoy the, the small music scene. Always going to backyard parties, shows in garages, shows in living rooms. And um, it just was the scene. Like And like you said earlier, with Orange County, we definitely fully just kind of, you know, surrounded ourselves with, you know, bands and, and you know, people within the scene and kind of just have always enjoyed...
3: Yeah, there's definitely being around
4: it. There's definitely no shortage of musicians
1: out here. So it's just always been like uh a way of life, really.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh what what would you say some of the, the records that were buzzing around between you all when you when you first started this thing?
1: You you nailed it on the head with the the emo roots of like uh tell all your friends from Taking Back Sunday. That was a big deal. Um
4: Get Up Kids, get up something kids about.
1: Saves the Day. We we were blessed with an older sister that got us into those bands like super young. So um, that definitely had an influence on us. And then we spiraled to like Cursive and Reggie and the Full Effect. And, and one of my personal favorites, What It Is to Burn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get it started there.
0: How how do you uh, how do you feel like those influences have evolved over time?
4: A
5: lot of those records still hold up.
4: Yeah, I mean, still fantastic records till this day. You know, we've we've had a lot of fun recently playing, um, you know, different emo nights, playing emo night LA and down in San Diego, through being cool and and Pomona emo night Pomona and stuff, and so we've been able to go and actually play some of these songs as covers. And just continue, you know, loving the music that we grew up with, as well as you know, staying current and and appreciating what's going on today in music. So it's been constantly evolving, you know, through music.
0: Would would you say would you say Wake Up is is sort of a a revival of sorts for the, for the band? I know there's there's a, a pretty big time gap in between records.
4: Absolutely. You know, we we came out with Animus in 2014, and You know, we were working on a lot of music, but we kind of, we toured. We toured a good amount through those years from 2014 to 2018. And, you know, we were kind of unsure where we wanted to go. Like, we knew we wanted to do a full-length record, but we just didn't know how to kind of put the pieces together. And then that's when we met Daniel. And he recorded one of our good friends' um, bands. They're called Inurgency, another fantastic uh, Southern California band. And, um... We just started talking, and and you know we had I think three or four songs ready, and Daniel was like, "No, we're we're doing a full length for sure, dude. We're gonna." You guys
5: had more than that when I when we met. You guys had like a full like seven songs or something, and you were talking about doing an EP. And I was like, "Dude, you're like three songs away from like putting together a legit full length, you know?" And uh, so we we made the record, and uh, their their guitar player at the time, Ken, ended up leaving towards the end of that process. And then I think after the, that record was mixed or was being mixed, they started playing shows again. And they asked me if I wanted to play with them and I didn't have a gig. So I was like, cool, I'll take the gig. Yeah, So for sure.
0: (laughs) And you're, you were already like super familiar with the tunes, obviously then from working with them.
5: Yeah, totally. Um, well, Kind of familiar. I feel like the first show we played, I was uh, <laughs> I was just improvising the whole time, but you know it was cool. Thank you. Did great. <laughs> we worked it out. <laughs> I think you did great. <laughs>
0: were you uh, Were you drawn to the tunes right away when you started working with these guys?
5: Yeah, um, I, you know, I I like producing records, um, but I don't like uh, producing like records that I don't like that I'm not into. You know, like. I would rather go do something else than work on work with a band that, you know, I, I'm not into their tunes or whatever. So, you know, from the get-go, I was a fan, and uh, I understood, like, what they were doing and what they were going for, and um, so it was a pretty, like, easy transition to just learn the guitar parts and start playing, so. And we yeah. took a long time to make the record, um, yeah. not, for, not for any, like, bad reason, we just decided to kind of take our time and... Um, and really work the songs, and because uh, we didn't, none of us really had a schedule or, you know, any sort of release date in mind. So we just kind of took the time necessary to make the record we wanted to make. So, you know, I got to know everybody really, really well through the process. It wasn't like, well, we were in the studio for two weeks and then that was it. I mean, it was over like several months. So
4: yeah, I mean, I think we did pre-production for the record for about three or four months, and then recorded for another three four months or so so i mean within mixing and everything it was a good solid year to make the record
5: yeah it was one of those you know a lot of times these days you know you get in and you try and get a record done like in a couple weeks because there's a budget issue or bands got to go on tour or whatever this was like pretty open-ended like hey let's just make the record that we want to make however long it takes and um it was fun
0: yeah, it's uh, it's really nice when you don't have those those constraints, and you can take the time that you want.
5: I think it shows in the record. There's some moments in the record where, you know, you wouldn't have arrived there, um, you know, if we if we hadn't have taken the time. Um, there's some big long outros. There's uh, some pretty cool like tempo changes and just interesting like cool creative stuff that. Uh, doesn't necessarily happen if you've got you know if you're on the clock you know
0: yeah i definitely uh like sonically it sounds really great and there is definitely seems to be a lot of different dynamics explored on the record
4: yeah we wanted to see you know where we could push it and definitely take in all of our previous you know inspirations and kind of tie it into where we were at the time so i mean there's a there's a few songs on it that we're you know all really proud of and you know just we're excited to get out and start touring it a little bit unfortunately we had a uh a tour canceled uh because
0: yeah, of what's cause going of on with,
4: because of corona for sure so you know but once this is all cleared up we'll get back out and start playing some shows how
0: did how did daniel end up in the fold as as being a producer for that that record then or what drew you into wanting to bring him into the process
5: uh my friend Sam from Inurgency, he recommended that uh, I check out Bristol. I'd never heard of him before. And so I went to, uh, it was a K-Rock show you guys were playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like a locals-only K-Rock event somewhere. And that's when I first met everybody. And, um, you know, these guys shred pretty hard live. It's super fun. so, um, kind of from that show on, I was like, oh, cool, I get it. It's like, you know half Jimmy Eat World, half like brand new, half like Elvis Costello, like I, it's just like unique, you know, and, and uh, I was really excited to you know, a lot of times you meet bands and you know, they want to make a record like oh, I want to make a Rise Against record and I want it to sound exactly like that and I have songs that sound exactly like that and uh, these guys were a lot different, it was like uh, you know, I want to make something special so,
4: yeah, yeah it, was, it was super fun. It was it was mutual, you know, it was that same night where he came out and he wanted to, you know, kind of work with us. And I, we walked up and said, hey, how's it going, man? You know, great, great work. Big fan of your work. And you're like, yeah. oh, I'm a fan of you guys' work, too. Let's, <laughs> let's do a record, you know. So it was very, you know, seamless that way. And then Daniel came over. We're like, yeah, you know, like, just come on over to our rehearsal spot and our home studio and check out the tunes and we played them through and then it was that night Daniel was like, yeah, we're doing a full length. Like, let's just do it. And then we, yeah. <laughs> we just, you know, we, we dove in then and a year later yeah. we, we had it done.
0: It's rad that you, uh, kind of had that time too to work with him on the record, to know that the chemistry was obviously there to invite him to be a part of the band thereafter. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, Daniel shreds. So that, that was, a. Easy thing.
5: I I, <laughs> I I worked real hard at faking it, you know, over the years, and these guys totally bought in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well done, job well
3: done.
0: Yeah, that seems to be, you know, the, that's where good stories come from when people uh, fake knowing what they're doing. As far as the songwriting, what is that situation like? Is that a lot of Rory kind of bringing some bones to songs that he's written, and and you guys fleshing them out together, or what is that like?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a mixture of everything, you know. For this, for the record, wake up, you know, it was a lot of lot of songs that I've been writing through the years, and and Keel and I have been writing together, and and you know, what's special about the record, wake up, like Alex has put in a lot of influence as far as the arrangement of the songs, you know, because some of the songs on this record are seven years old, you know, eight years old, and you know, we just kind of been crafting them as a band for a while and then when Daniel kind of came in we we flushed out you know some of the ideas and you know one cool thing with this record was we had you know maybe three or four different arrangements and lyrics and melodies for all of the songs so we kind of played through all the different versions and and put them together you know as a as a team and and we're able to really come up with some, some cool ideas. And and at, you know currently we're working on a lot of music too. And, and we're all bringing in a bunch of great songs. Daniel's a fantastic writer. Alex always has awesome ideas. Keelan's a brilliant lyricist. So it's um it's been a lot of fun. And and you know we're just all really proud to wake up for all those reasons. You know, I mean, like anything, it takes time. I, I remember being, you know, 16 and playing and and definitely having those moments of, like, you know, you know the, the stage fright, that, that anxiety kind of feeling. But I've always been able to kind of turn into another person when I'm performing live. You know, I go, I take my normal self to the full limit, you know, and, and really try to push the envelope. Rory's a real ham. <laughs> yeah, I'll... <laughs>
5: steps on stage and it just happens.
4: So. so it's, you know, but I but that's taken through time, you know. I was fortunate, like I said earlier, like 2016 and 17, we did a lot of touring through colleges, military bases and in high schools all over the country. And so we would be getting in front of an audience of 2000 people nearly every day and and having to that's never heard of our music before, you know, and having to to get people excited and involved and interactive, you know, in that moment, you know, really those two years of touring like that really kind of, I think made me craft my now current persona, you know, on stage. And, and, uh, it's now it's, it's the only place I want to be, you know, it's, it's all, you know, what we've been doing and working hard in the studio and writing great tunes. And then getting out on stage is a, is an absolute blast. So you know, that's one thing I think that's special about our band because we're all, you know, we've all been playing music for 15 years and together for, you know, equal amount of time nearly. And, you know, being in the studio, it's great. But when we get to go on stage live and, you know, cause we don't play to a click, we don't play to backing tracks. We play together as a unit, just how we do in rehearsal. And, and we're really able to like play off of each other. And, and you know, if something falls off, which in life everything always does, you know, someone else picks up the slack and it's it's a really fun, interactive experience. So I Yeah, mean, the first I love show it.
5: I played with them, I was like terribly under rehearsed and there was no set list and Rory was just calling out songs like in the moment <laughs> and it was just a wild ride and that's
4: like kinda how it goes. It's great. I think I climbed that Buddha that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. climbed the Buddha. <laughs> <laughs>
5: the baptism of
4: fire that was sacrilegious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh, it's always been really fun man so you know I, I don't it's, uh, yeah, it's it's been a good time
0: cool I was thinking we maybe dive into a song here one of the tracks off of this wake up record uh, my favorite track on the record is sway Daniel uh, talked about some cool tempo changes earlier. And I feel like this is uh, this is one of those songs around that two minute mark where where things kind of take it to a whole nother level. Uh, So we're going to get into that one. This is uh, Bristol to Memory with Sway.
2: It's in the sway of her hips. It's in the taste of her lips It's driving me out of my head. It's in her fingertips, the way they run down my chest. Send my love, let's sing this again. And
3: over my heart, it beats for her by sighing. Just her soul as we lied and feel too close, but I can
2: And we sang.
0: like when I dived into the tunes and kind of like looked into some background and I saw that Daniel did produce the record, uh, my initial question was going to be what it was like to have someone within the band produce the record. but now I've found out that through that process he was not quite in the band. so um, I was gonna ask maybe what challenges that that brought upon since you were working with somebody in-house but uh, what was uh, were there, were there times of, of making tough decisions on this thing where, you know, the, the fire gets pretty pretty heavy and people are uh, pretty uh, t- tied to their ideas?
4: No, I would say, I mean, we're all, I mean, one thing that I love so much about, you know, our band is we've all known each other, like, known each other pretty much our entire lives, even though, Daniel, we haven't known you our whole lives. I feel it, like feels it, like, I f- it feels like feels that. It like feels like had. yeah Yeah, yeah. Soul Brothers. And so, like, <laughs> you know, Keel and I Brothers, Alex Buster went uh, to grade school with Keel and I. So we've known each other since we were kids, and and we've all been very open with each other and try to be transparent on, you know, all things related with the music that we make. So,
5: I, I mean, I definitely pushed them um, to, arrangement-wise, um... You know, they had expressed when we first got together that they wanted to like take the songs a little bit further than like a typical pop punk record, and um, so I pushed them a little bit, but it wasn't—I wasn't pushing them in a direction they didn't want to go, you know, because um, that would be—I mean, I would have gotten fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I—I I don't feel like there were there was any like creative disagreements at all um it was really like pretty standard like everyone had a pretty clear like shared vision and you know anytime you make a record there's you know someone's in love with some part and then you know three guys in the band want to change it or you know the singer really wanted it this way but like it really needs to be that way because the song changed a little bit and there's all that kind of stuff that goes into it but you know when you're making a, a real record for real everyone just rolls with those punches and does what's best for the song not for any given member or any given idea you know so
1: yeah there was an an expression we used quite frequently in the studio and it was we were looking at the song with a capital s right daniel yeah yeah,
5: yeah. you got to serve the song
0: yeah that's when the that's when the magic seems to happen when everybody gets out of their own way and whatnot and just does what's right for the song.
5: Yeah. Absolutely. And also, by the time we were actually tracking, we had done months of pre-production.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: So there was, like, um, there was a lot of work that went into, like, you know, I beat up Alex Buster pretty bad on kick drum patterns and stuff. Like, you yeah. know, it's got to be right, you know, or it's got to be this way, or you know, let's hear it a different way or whatever. Um, And then, you know, same thing with, with bass lines. It's like, Hey, that's too busy. You know, simplify it a little bit. And, um, and these guys also challenged me to like, make sure everything sounded good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it had to be like, we had to get the takes and it had to be uh, an impressive sounding record, which I think we, we definitely arrived at, you know, Uh, everyone like threw in their all and, I think that's why it's a fun listen the whole way through.
0: Yeah, Rory and Keelan, had you guys worked with a producer in the past at all on on songs or recording the previous record?
4: Uh, yeah, we've worked yeah. with a with a couple um you know Kyle Black is a fantastic producer. He, you know, he's worked with some great bands and um Johnny Lou is another producer we worked with, but definitely we knew when when Daniel came in to the picture that everything was was different. I mean, in a lot of different ways, you know, and the amount of time that we spent crafting it was probably the best part, like the best experience we've ever had making a record, being able to really listen to all of the ideas and everyone's, you know, influence and, and break it down into, you know, the best possible experience. And Daniel is a fantastic producer, you know, and steered the ship. You know, right yeah. off into the sunset. It's really just so. a
5: scheduling problem. You know, you <laughs> got to get a lot of guys together around their schedules, and you know, <laughs> if everyone can show up, everything happens great.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and, all, and also like every every producer is different. Some are more hands on than others. You know, some guide the song or let you know the bands do all the work. It's kind of just depends on who you're working with. Yeah.
5: The one thing Um, I didn't do, I didn't do any writing at all. I was really careful not to, like, you guys had tons of material. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, we weren't changing lyrics and rewriting choruses. Mm -hmm. It was like, it's like, oh, that part's not quite working. Like, why don't you guys go work on that for a week and come back with something, you know? Yeah. Um, I forgot about that Mm -hmm. because I wasn't in the band.
0: Were were there uh, parts, Daniel? Though maybe where you were like jumping into play like a guitar line or anything like that, or
5: no, I'm I'm very sensitive when I produce bands, not to, um, like I I I came from a band where I played bass, and um, like the worst thing in the world as a musician, I've 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 been recorded before, and I've worked with other producers, and the worst thing is to have someone pick up your instrument and be like play it like this, you know, like you got to like give band space and let them be who they are. And, uh, that was a, that was a big deal for me not to like, um, you know, write something for somebody. And I didn't have to, the songs were already there, you know? So it's kind of a douche move to be like, Oh, nice try, man. Like, give me the guitar and let me show you how it's done. Like, and I'm not even that great of a guitar player.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. No, I, I totally, uh, I definitely respect that approach and and uh, allowing that space for people to to do their thing and not kind of trampling on their their creative process like that.
5: Yeah, I mean, these guys had been together for a long time. They'd made their own records. They'd worked with other producers. Like they knew what they were doing. They didn't need someone to come in and school them. It was just like, hey, let's let's find the inspiration and run with it. You know.
0: So, speaking of doing it for a long time, what what do you think? keeps you guys invested in doing this thing together for as long as you have
4: i mean it's drugs <laughs> 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 i'm just joking <laughs>
5: no i would say uh
4: i mean it's a lot of fun it's just a blast <laughs> it's, it's a man good time, you know man. it's it's you know it's a good outlet it's you know hanging out with your best friends doing what you love to do drinking beers and and telling stories and, know, so. and just putting
1: out songs that you believe in i mean i i look back on some of our early records with the uh, for the kings and you know uh <laughs> yeah killer is amused the there's a bunch of old records that like we we've always we've always you know loved what we do
4: yeah and i mean it's always great being able to share our music with fans, you know. We've been able to to tour and, and make some great relationships and yeah, and you the know, response. Yeah, and being able to talk to people about our music and and you know, hang out with them and you know, just kind of stay active in and just sharing music in those moments. So, it's and it just keeps getting better from here out, you know. And I feel like we we've been working on a lot of new music too and and we're really excited about, you know, sharing that. So, as long as we have uh, you know guitars in our hands and air in our lungs, we'll be playing music.
0: Yeah, do you think it's it's become even more fun as you guys have gotten older and you appreciate it in a different way?
4: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's you know it's different because when you're when you're young and you're you know twenty one, twenty two, on tour, sleeping underneath a van in a parking lot of a Home Depot like that's a blast
3: <laughs> but
4: <laughs> getting older and having a hotel room is pretty sick too so you know it's it's just it's it's been a fun journey for sure
0: yeah do you feel like maybe you like handle the pressures of it differently too as an older person
4: yeah absolutely i mean the pressure is still real you know you got to show up every day and write the best songs you can and when there's a show be the best that you know you're able to do um but there's nothing like playing and uh getting out there and being able to share that music
0: yeah i uh i tuned into a bit of your acoustic live stream today
4: oh right on man very uh, cool Did it sound
5: kind of funky we listened back and we're like oh it's a little bit like limited like juggle juggle like i don't know it's weird
0: i don't know i actually found it to be like a pretty enjoyable listening experience for like a live stream you know i feel like everybody's kind of been doing these things a little bit differently experimenting with this stuff right now and yeah like i i definitely was uh sitting there singing along to some tunes in my car is that like the first time you guys um have played the song stripped down in that fashion like yeah, that yeah,
5: for any real reason i mean yeah. we, we always have acoustic guitars around but uh we've I've never performed
4: never done a, a, a an real acoustic, acoustic set thing like yet. that.
0: Yeah, I thought you guys pulled it off pretty well and there was some cool like harmony moments and whatnot. It was cool.
4: Thanks, well, man. Yeah, I mean, one thing for us too, like, you know, I write pretty much most of my songs on an acoustic guitar, you know, so they're always have an acoustic feeling and then we, you know, we we transfer them over and, you know, do what we do with them, but it's always nice to kinda it it feels grounding to play on an acoustic, you know. So today was cool. It was a fun experience.
0: Yeah. Are you guys are you guys itching to do the real thing though? And play full band shows in front of some people or what?
4: Yeah, as soon oh, as quarantine's yeah. over. Yeah, as soon, as soon as things open up we'll definitely be be out playing, so
0: Yeah, I know you guys had plans to, to come up here through Portland with uh with tiny stills. Is that who you're supposed to be out on the road with?
4: Yeah, it was the Wiretap Records Family Vacation Tour. We would have been um, in Portland like three days ago or four days ago. Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys are able to resume this thing at at some point, and uh, you'll make it up this way.
4: Absolutely. We definitely will. We definitely will, my man. uh,
1: Where in Portland are you?
0: I am uh, like deep southeast Portland.
1: Cool,
4: man.
0: Cool. That's where
1: our our
4: sisters lived. Yep. Yeah,
0: both... Yeah,
4: both of our sisters lived in Portland for about 5 or 6 years, so we would go up all the time. I we love Portland. Portland, Oregon is the shit. So.
0: Yeah, it's been good to me. I've been up here like 7 years and it's it's been really great. Um it has uh it's given me a different appreciation of Southern California. I used to I used to dislike a lot of things about that place and uh and now some of those things have changed, which has been been cool, but um yeah, it was a trip growing up around all that stuff. Like you guys were talking about that kind of Orange County Mecca, like of just being, I don't know, like a like a, a 12 year old kid and kind of having the sublime and the no doubt and the offspring all kind of like hitting crazy at that time. All coming from the same area, knowing that it was just like 15 minutes away from me and whatnot.
4: Yep. Pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys jumping on the line with me and and taking some time to to chat. I've uh I've really enjoyed listening to the the wake up record quite a bit.
4: Well, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you taking the time to to talk with us too, man. It's it's uh it's great sharing and talking about this stuff and having these memories. It's, it's been fun.
0: Right on. Um we're going to play it out with Restlist with which is uh the last song on the record and and another one of my favorites. This this one, as soon as I put it on, I, I got those SoCo, Amaretto and Lime vibes from brand new. Oh absolutely
4: yeah. man.
5: Rory uh I made him cut the song live um when we produced the record. We,
4: yeah, we set yeah. up
5: in his living room and we didn't want to multitrack it. I, I think I called him like a week before and was like, yo, you need to practice that song because I'm going to make you play it
0: live. Yep. <laughs> like record yeah. it live. Yeah. yeah. So
5: that's, yeah, that's the cut. I think it was take three. That was take three. Take three that made the record. So
0: good old Go take, take three.
5: three. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that de- I think that definitely added to the vibe of it that you captured on the record. So that's very cool. All
4: well, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. It's It's one of our personal, like, I love that song. You know, it's, Especially that moment, too, being able to track it live. Like, you know, yeah. we did a lot of this studio here at our home studio in Santa Ana. And, and, um, yeah, that was, that was one for the book. So I'm glad you enjoy it, too, brother.
0: Right on, man. I'll put all the links in the episode notes so people can, uh, can follow along with you and hopefully keep up with, uh, the rescheduling of tour dates. And, uh, hope y'all are, uh, being safe out there and and still able to to make some music together, and uh, we end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is "It's a program." So if we could get the Bristol to memory, "It's a program," we can properly uh, sail this thing out. Sounds
1: right. great. Here we go. One, two, three.
4: It's, it's a,
2: program. a program.
0: They nailed it, everybody. That's Bristol to Memory from Orange County, California. Appreciate the fuck out of you guys for jumping on the line with me. And we're going to play it out with Restless from their Wake Up record, which is available everywhere on the streaming services now. And uh, that's the Jelly Jams, everybody. And we will catch you on the flip side. Portland.
2: We'll let it out before the sun goes down. We'll call my name before you shout it out. We're growing tired, but the time is now But baby, I've been tired Working restless nights to get ahead But it keeps on piling up We're growing tired, so we're getting loud We're growing tired, so we're screaming out Could you set your lips to stun Before you pull the trigger, love So you don't stop my heart So you don't stop my heart Days are long, and my back's worn out My hands are dry, and they're all cracked now It's getting late, but we're going out Cause baby, I've been tired Working restless nights to get ahead But it keeps on piling up We're growing tired, so we're getting loud We're growing tired, so we're screaming out Could you set your lips to stone? Before you pull the trigger, love, so you don't stop my heart, so you don't stop my heart. Oh, don't stop my heart. Oh, please don't stop my heart. Baby, I've been tired Working restless nights to get ahead But it keeps on piling up We're growing tired Working restless nights to get ahead But it keeps on piling up We're growing tired But we're getting loud We're growing tired But we're screaming out Could you set your lips to stun? Before you pull the trigger,
3: love Could you set your lips to stun?
2: Stop my heart.
4: This it kills It's
3: a program.